The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. What's up, everyone? It is the week 11 roundup of the Punt and Pass podcast. And Aaron, we have a lot to round up. I'm your host, Drew Butler, joined as always by my co-host, Aaron Murray. And what a weekend of college football it was, specifically in the top five, your number one ranked Georgia Bulldogs get schlacked on the road by the number one, number ten ranked mm. Auburn Tigers, forty to seventeen. The number two ranked Alabama Crimson Tide survive on the road, beating Mississippi State thirty-one to twenty-four. Notre Dame gets absolutely hammered by Miami, forty-one to eight, and Oklahoma looks very good as Baker Mayfield continues to march towards the Heisman Trophy ceremony. They beat. TCU, 38-20. to 20. Oh, yeah, and Aaron, Butch Jones saga at Tennessee. Finally over. We got a lot to touch on, and I think our first ever recurring segment, it's going to be called Transitive Properties. Twitter was going wild last night with a bunch of nonsense, so I'm going to capitalize on that. We are going to capitalize on that. Stick with us towards later on in the show, and uh, we need to hear what you guys have to say. Aaron, I don't know about your Twitter handle last night, but mine... And Punt and Pass was on fire at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram, at Aaron Murray 11 on Twitter and Instagram, at Drew Butler 13 on Twitter and Instagram. What's going on, my man? Another weekend up in New York City. We were watching you on CBS Sports Network back in the studio. Yeah, another crazy weekend. Like you said, my Twitter handle was blowing up between the game, and then I don't know if you saw it or not, but Mama Murray, my mom. <laughs> You gotta love her. To put a little, yeah, well, good for her. her. Good yeah, for her. No, listen, I, you know, sometimes I get on her a little bit for, you know, being out there and doing her Facebook and Twitter stuff, but I, I fully endorse what she put out there Friday night. I think it was Friday night or Saturday morning. And she was just from a mother's perspective about what happened my freshman year when the chippiness was going on against Auburn yeah. and late hits, the unnecessary stuff, the, the celebration after getting kicked out of a game, just all that. BS. And she just said it from a mother's perspective. Listen, my son got the crappy out oh, of him. It was tough to watch. Completely above and way overboard. Yeah. And uh, so I was, it was funny. A lot of Auburn fans are getting after us. A lot of Georgia fans coming to her defense. I had to, you know, say something to a couple of stupid Auburn fans, but that's what makes college football fun. That's what <laughs> makes SEC football fun. Absolutely. The bickering, the chanting. I mean, I was walking my dogs earlier today. And two of my neighbors, the one directly across the street from me and my next door neighbor directly to my to my right were all Auburn grads. So all their dogs are, you know, bandanas, Auburn. They're all wearing <laughs> of their Auburn Now gear. they're wearing them. Yeah, now they're wearing them. The flags are on their out front of their house. So I'm just like, wow, they're they're just you have to rub it in, of course, and, and asking me how my weekend was, you know, knowing the response. But man, great football weekend. And I'm excited for Tuesday night, man. The shuffle that's gonna happen with the four uh, teams that are going to be in those four spots for the playoffs. And it's going to, I think it's going to happen every week, man. There's just so many more good games that are going to happen these next two weeks. And obviously the conference championship week that 
really who knows what's going to be in the final four in the day, but it's definitely be shooken up uh, at the moment. Yeah, there's no question. I mean, the, the, the shuffling that's going to go down um, these next four weeks leading up to conference championship weekend. And then especially after conference championship weekend, when they're trying to slate which teams go to which bowl games, it's going to be madness. And it's awesome on weekends like this past one where one plays 10, three plays seven, five plays six. That's awesome because that's natural selection. That's what you want as a football fan. And the cream rises to the top. Okay, so let's start off with the first game, the one that we covered most on our show last Thursday, number one ranked Georgia Bulldogs heading to the Plains to take on Auburn. And Aaron, they weren't ready for it. I mean, they got absolutely whooped up on. In the first half, I've never seen Georgia play so undisciplined, hurting themselves with penalties on third down, penalties on fourth down. The muff punt by Miko Hardman. Rodrigo missing the kick right before halftime. Points before halftime are gigantic. Georgia missed an opportunity there. They get a huge, huge third down stop to stop to start the second half. And then the wheels just fell off. I give Auburn a lot of credit, but let's be honest. Georgia opened the door for Auburn to do what they did, and Auburn took advantage of it. So credit to them and uh, carry on Johnson. Holy cow. I think he might be in the Heisman discussion now after Saturday. Yeah, he's definitely in the discussion after that week. I mean, he's had a great season overall, but to, to do that against the number one team, a great defense in Georgia, I love the way he runs the football. I mean, he's a big kid. He's a patient back. He sees the hole. He hits it. He's intimidating the tackle because he is just, he's a large individual. And when he gets a full steam going ahead, I don't think anyone wants to touch that kid. But we going back to last week's episode with us. We, we said both these teams are evenly matched offensively, defensively, very similarly built teams. Special teams was going to decide this game. Yeah. And Georgia was awful. The muff punt, the missed field goal, the Sony Michelle unessary roughness penalty. Yep. I mean, we Georgia gave them yeah, 14, leaping, 17 uh, points in that game. The that, leaping. Uh, leaping was just a it, it was ridiculous. You know, those those yeah, third this, and fourth down penalties are absolute killers. And um it was just really tough to watch because I said it last week and I and I was on the fence of picking Auburn. I took them with the points, so that was one of my two uh, correct picks against the spread this past week, but they were desperate and they executed, and, and that is a scary combination, and, and you saw why on Saturday. They're a good it, football team. They're a good football team. They're the best defense that Georgia's faced all year, a hostile environment, really a true first true road test. Notre Dame, yes. 50, about 50-50. Tennessee's an awful team, so I, I don't count that as a road game. I mean, that team is just brutal. They've been brutal this entire season. Really, the first true test against a great opponent on the road with a true away environment. And it was loud. It was rocking. And in Auburn's defense, the problem with Georgia that game, they got in too many third and long situations. Yep. Auburn knew it. Let's stop them. Let's get in the third and nine, third and ten. And the one thing that I did not like from he was kind of just settling back. He was you're getting those third and long situations. They're going to be longer plays, longer developing plays. You're going to have to do five-step drops out of gun. So your back foot as a quarterback, it's going to hit about 10 yards, 10 yards, 11 yards. From a couple of those drops, it was getting 11, 12 yards deep, and you just can't protect. When you have defensive ends that are that skilled and you have a quarterback that's 10, 11, 12 yards deep in the pocket, 
He's going to get pressure. He's going to get sacked. It's not the situation you want to put a young quarterback in. They just couldn't run the ball early. And then Auburn, they ran the ball all day. 237 yards rushing, Georgia 46 yards rushing. Mm -hmm. You're not going to win a big-time SEC game if you can't rush the ball, and you're not going to win if you can't stop the run. Credit Auburn. They won the line of scrimmage for them on offense, and they won the line of scrimmage on defense that game. Yeah, but how about Georgia's first drive? I mean, methodical. Jim Chaney's first 15-play script was fantastic. They marched down the field. I'm sitting there watching the game going, wow, Georgia is absolutely for real. And then Auburn just kept winning first down. Yeah, Auburn just kept winning first down. Their playbook was wide open the entire day. That delayed read option was an absolute killer. Carrion Johnson seemed to be falling forward for six to seven yards a clip. And then when you turn the ball over like Georgia did and just continuously shoot yourself in the foot like Georgia did with penalties, you're not going to win football games. I credit Kirby Smart for taking the blame after that loss. But if you're a fan and you blame the coaches for what went on in Jordan-Hare Stadium last Saturday, you need to turn your brain on because those players were not ready. Georgia is not built to come back from a 20-point deficit and sling it around the field and and score points fast. They need to stick to their ways, and uh, Auburn was able to shut that down quickly. Yeah, I think the blueprint for how to stop Georgia's offense was shown in that game. Stop the run. Load the box. And I know everyone says it every week you have to do it, but Auburn's the first legit defense that can do it. Yes, exactly. Make Jake Fromm throw the football. He needs to throw the football over the middle of the field. They were just playing bump and run on the outside too, though. They were just they were daring him. And and they're making Jake Fromm, they're making these receivers go one on one and and they're forcing to throw the back shoulder. And, And I love the back shoulder fade. I think we throw it very well. I think we've always thrown it very well. But eventually, you have to throw the ball over the middle of the field. Yeah. You need to use utilize the tight ends. You need to utilize a slot receiver going down the seam. It's too much 50-50 ball. Way too much. And teams are prepared for it. They know that Georgia's going to go to it. Mix it up a little bit. Get the tight ends. Get the running backs down the middle of the field. Involved a little bit more. It'll open up the passing game. It'll open up the running game at the end of the day. And then going to Auburn's offense. I mean, they were clicking. Stidham was clicking, throwing yep. the football. Carry on Johnson obviously was clicking running and passing or running and catching the football. It's just one of those days where things just went completely right for one team. Yeah. And things just went completely wrong for another team. And the way Auburn's playing right now and how beat up, and we're going to talk about Alabama, yeah. how beat up Alabama is, that's going to be, it's going to be a tough game. And I, and I go for me going back to the beginning of the season, I picked Auburn to win the SEC. I think oh. Auburn will win the West. Oh. I'm just saying. Okay. I, this is okay. the Auburn team that I was expecting. A team yeah. that plays great defense, a team that can run the ball, football. And if you give Stidham time, he demonstrated that he can throw the heck out of the football if you give him time in the pocket. And when they do play Alabama in two weeks, it's going to be at Auburn once again. Mm-hmm. And they've shown it's a tough place to play. Yeah. I have it on good measure that Coach Malzahn went up to Kirby Smart after the game and said, Y'all have a good football team. And we'll see you in three weeks. I really do think that Auburn is feeling it right now. They're going to try to take advantage of Alabama's misfortunes, which is their injuries and lack of depth at some key positions on the defensive side of the football. And that Iron Bowl will be huge. Huge. Aaron, you picked Georgia this game. I picked Auburn with the points, but I said Georgia was going to win by one on a Rodrigo field goal. Um, That did not happen. Georgia gets blasted. 40 to 17. Let's just talk about one more thing, okay? The sweeping generalizations of college football fan bases now is so annoying. The fact that Georgia now sucks and that Auburn is now great 
and that Auburn is a lock to go win the SEC championship and that Georgia season is over and that, you know, like if you lose a game, you're the worst. If you win a game, you're the best. Carry on Johnson, Heisman Trophy winner. I mean, can we just take a deep breath? I think Kirby Smart was on four national championship teams at Alabama, and one of those teams went undefeated. Take a deep breath. This is football, okay? Wine and grapes, baby. Some days you get to drink the wine. Other days you're stuck crushing the grapes. And Georgia was stomping grapes yesterday. There ain't no doubt about they, it. They are stomping. But – but Karen Johnson is a great running back. Oh, yeah. He has fifteen no he has fifteen touchdowns over a thousand yards rushing. Auburn is a great football team. It's not like Auburn came out of nowhere and they weren't expecting to win the game. I mean, Auburn's two losses on the road against Clemson, on the road against LSU. They should have beat LSU. LSU came back late in that game and won. This Auburn team is for real. They are a good yes. football team, and Georgia just was at the wrong time, wrong place, wrong time. And they just, you can't shoot yourself in the foot. And we're going to keep preaching it. You can't fumble the ball. You can't have stupid penalties. And that's what happened against a good football team. And and Georgia, they're still in the SEC championship game. You win out. You win the next two weeks. You win the SEC championship game. You are in the final four at the end of the day. There's still plenty to play for. Everything's still on the table for these boys. It's just take it one step at a time. You got hit in the face. How do you get up and respond this week in practice? Yeah, they'll have a quick test coming up against Kentucky next week. Okay, next game, Stark Vegas, Mississippi, Alabama against Mississippi State. Bama wins late 31-24. to 24. I was watching this game, as many of you know, my wife Jackie, Alabama alumna, and um, I was cheering for Alabama, of course, but your boy Nick Fitzgerald had a good game. Mississippi State just grinded it out, man. Dan Mullen has these guys playing extremely good football. Alabama missed a field goal late. They get the ball back. I think they made a great play down to like the 26-yard line or something. I'm thinking, okay, they're just going to take a knee, spike the ball, kick a field goal, go home. No, they throw a touchdown with 25 seconds left to get out of Mississippi with a win. This team has a lot of issues right now, Aaron, a lot of Injuries at linebacker in news breaking mm-hmm. today that Ross Pierce Baker, their starting guard, a, a surefire NFL draft pick, is out with a high ankle sprain. It just the hits keep coming, but Alabama keeps their foot on the pedal and they keep winning football games. Yeah, I think three rushing touchdowns the most that an, a Nick Saban team has given up. Uh, their, their defense just did not look good. The linebackers, I mean, they are just depleted at linebacker. I mean, they have guys that are having to play. Every single play, and then also have to play special teams. I mean, yeah. those guys were worn out by the end of the game. But I, I got to go to Mississippi State in the coaching. First off, your boy, Todd Grantham, <laughs> it just drives me nuts watching him. I mean, when Alabama was running, I think it was their third to last possession of the game, they're just running the outside zone read and over and over and over. I mean, and all the thing that's going in my head right now is, they Alabama ran the zone about 10 times against us in the SEC championship game and Grantham had just no answer to it. And once again, no answer to it. Couldn't stop him. Couldn't stop him when it counts. And then it's third and long. He decides to blitz. They've been getting killed on the blitz all day long. You don't have the DBs to match up, match up with some talented receivers for Alabama. You decide to bring an all out blitz. You get burned early. You get burned late at the end of the game. They get screwed. And then Nick Fitzgerald, what are you doing, buddy? You're throwing the ball five yards <laughs> out of bounds. Can't do that. Cannot Give do that. your boys a chance. I mean, you look at the play before. He gave them a chance. They get the P.I. You get one more opportunity. Throw the ball an opportunity. You're going to get a P.I. 
there's three things that can happen. You're going to get a knockdown, which is a win for Alabama. You're going to get a catch, which is a win for you guys. Or you're going to get a PI. You get moved up 10, yeah. 15 more yards, and you get another chance. Instead, the dude throws it freaking five yards out of bounds. <laughs> I and know. I'm just screaming at the TV. I'm like, come on, buddy, man. Like, do better for me. I've been on the, I've been on your your just fan wagon, yes, all that your fan boy. wagon. You know, you're my boy. <laughs> I'm done. I'm breaking up with the dude. Okay, it's he's over. done. You, you, you were cheating on him with Baker Mayfield last week. Are I was we done? cheating on him with Baker Mayfield. This week, I'm going to break the news to him that I was cheating on him. I'm ending right now. Yeah, send him a text. <laughs> the interceptions, over. I mean, he... He had a better game, but that last just it broke my soul. But going to Alabama team, Jalen Hurts, man, he's efficient. He just do, he does enough every single game yeah. to keep them in the game, running the ball, passing the ball, not turning it over. And once again, he won a big game for those boys. It's huge, huge. And you know, uh, Calvin Ridley, five receptions, 171 yards. Damian Harris, eight carries, 93 yards. This is an efficient football team. They can overcome injuries. But they're mounting up, and it's all going to come to a head at the Iron Bowl in Auburn, and we will certainly, certainly have that game well covered here on the Punt and Pass podcast. The next game, holy cow, if Georgia's day could get any worse with their beatdown at the hands of Auburn, it was Notre Dame, their best victory of the season, getting absolutely clobbered against Coach Richt and the Miami Hurricanes, 41-8. to 41 to 8 at Hard Rock Stadium. The turnover chain was in full force. It's crazy. I do not think Miami is that good of a football team, meaning, you know, 40 points better than Notre Dame. They're just getting Mm -hmm. turnovers, they're capitalizing on them. So credit to them. They are good right now. I think Clemson is the best team in the nation right now. That that may be a hot take to some. I think Clemson healthy is the best team in the nation right now, and I expect Clemson to take care of Miami in the ACC championship game. But, dude, Notre Dame, I mean, <laughs> what was that? I Right now, I, I get this. The way Clemson's playing, Florida State had a chance. Florida State got a turnover. I know. They had a chance to win. This Florida State team is a bad football team now. A bad football team. And the way Miami's played last week versus Virginia Tech, this week versus this past weekend versus Notre Dame, their defense is lights out. Yes. Right? Three three turnovers last week, four turnovers this week. I told my buddy Will Matthews, we need the turnover Thrill. chain. And we need the turnover chain in the office. <laughs> or when we close deals, we're gonna get a big C on it, a little collier C I like on it. That. You close the deal, you get to wear the chain around the office that day. Oh. I mean, those dudes are playing lights out. Offense, defense, Rogier, the quarterback, one touchdown. He did not commit a, a turnover this game going against a really good Notre Dame defense. But flipping the switch, Notre Dame, why are you benching Wimbush in the oh, first I, half? I was, what I was literally about are to ask you, you that. Are you freaking kidding me? He's been your entire offense this entire year. This stud, he's kept you in every single game. You're going to bench him in the first half. Backup comes in book and throws a pick six <laughs> i mean unbelievable like, on a platter kelly on a platter kelly kelly's lucky that they only have two losses this year or he should have gotten fired after that decision i know it was truly unbelievable i mean the crumbling of coaching decisions when it was um when it was when when hard times fell on notre dame was just absolutely unbelievable they were completely lost miami took total advantage of them and when you can get turnovers like that and turn them into points, I mean, that's how you're going to route teams. Mm-hmm. 41 
to eight. Miami is going to be a fun team to watch. And and I kept hearing this all across social media, like, oh, classic Georgia. Like, Coach Rick's going to go to the playoffs before Georgia gets back with Miami after they fired him. I'm like, come on. Let's just take a deep breath. Miami will have a chance to make it to the college football playoff. Georgia will have a chance to make it to the college football playoff. A lot of football still left to be played. Conference championship weekend is going to be a blast. Congrats to Miami. They're going to the ACC championship. Now they got to play Clemson. Uh, I hope Coach Rick does it. I am a big fan of him. Of course I am. Mm -hmm. And I'm rooting for his success down there and Thomas Brown and special teams coordinator Todd Hartley, who was a ball boy for me at the University of Georgia. I mean, it's cool to see these guys doing it, but Notre Dame, I mean, do something for me one time. This unbelievable how bad it was yesterday. And they couldn't, they, their team averaging over 300 yards rushing. Miami held them to 109 yards rushing. Yeah. It, it, it's similar to what Georgia did. You, you face a Notre Dame. They got some great athletes. Like Wimbush is a great athlete, dual threat quarterback. But when you face a defense that has fast guys, athletic guys, guys that can track down the quarterback, that's when, that's when, that's how you stop a mobile quarterback. And then Miami showed the blueprint. Georgia showed the blueprint. How to stop Notre Dame. You got to have some good athletes that can stop the quarterback when he does decide to pull it and run. Uh, and they just had better guys that game. I'm a big fan of Miami. I think right now Miami comes in plays today. I put my money on Miami. Okay. And I, I, I have bet against Miami the past two weeks. I said Miami's not good enough to beat Virginia Tech. Yep. I said Miami is not good enough to beat Notre Dame. Yep. And they have proved me wrong big both weeks. I've watched both games live. They are a damn good football team right now. They're playing with a lot of confidence. They're playing with some swagger. I think more confidence than I think Oklahoma's playing with a lot of confidence, and I think Miami's right behind them with the most confidence in the league. Absolutely. Alabama's not playing with a lot of confidence, no. I don't think, just with injuries. And I think Clemson's had a lot of close games where they're starting to doubt themselves as well. Oklahoma and Miami right now, best two teams playing right now. Okay. Okay. And, and you know, I said Georgia's day couldn't get any worse, especially uh, – after Notre Dame gets throttled, which was their best victory of the season. But it can get worse because I've got our first segment. It's called Transitive Properties, okay? Georgia's Day did get worse yesterday because Miami beat Notre Dame by 33 points. Aaron, put your math hat on. Everybody, follow me. Let's go. Miami beat Notre Dame by 33 points. Well, guess what? Georgia beat Notre Dame by one point, 20 to 19, Okay. Miami also beat Georgia Tech, but they beat them by one point. So Miami beat Tech by one. They beat Notre Dame by 33. Georgia only beat Notre Dame by one. Georgia Tech is 32 points better than Georgia. It's a sad day for dog fans. Pack it's it in. It's a sad day. Pack it in. You know, we're gonna, we're, uh, with those stats right there, we're going to lose the Tech, and then we're going to get our butts kicked in the NCAA championship the game. Tech. We're going to get blown <laughs> out by 32 points. I just told you. The, 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 it's just Georgia fans. It's just, you know, just like you said. Uh, it's bad. The season's over, it's man. It's bad news bears. Oh, gosh. So man. sad. So sad. It was such a promising season, too. So sad. A promising season for one person, though, <laughs> is Baker Mayfield at Oklahoma, and they are rolling. Number five, Oklahoma. Ooh. Played number six TCU and they beat them thirty-eight to twenty. Baker Mayfield is he the Heisman favorite right now? It's it's a done deal unless wow. you want to go out to Stanford, uh, give it to the running back Bryce Love who had another great game. Bryce Love's uh, Friday night they played Friday night versus Washington, upset Washington, number nine team in the country, yeah. thirty carries, one hundred sixty-six yards, and three touchdowns. The thing is, 
no one's watching those games out there. No. There's no one's watching these West Coast Pac-12 games. After dark, the, baby. It, it's tough, man. It's tough for teams that play in the Pac-12, these top players to get the recognition. I think he's a great player. I think right now he's a number two. Even if he was playing in prime time every night, I just think Baker Mayfield, it's it's a majority is a it's a quarterback award at the end of the day. Baker Mayfield's playing on the, one of the best teams in the country. He's a leader. He's passionate and he's balling out each and every week. Once again, throwing for 333 yards, three touchdowns, and 62 yards rushing. I mean, he, I he's saw, been on fire. I saw he's one on guy fire. ask if Baker Mayfield's one of the greatest college football players of all time. <laughs> I saw that. I saw that on social media yesterday. They're going, he listen, is putting we, together a resume that will make him one of the greatest players of all time. Listen, so we did a, a little gig up in at CBS this weekend. We went in and we got interviewed about the importance of the quarterback position. And we talked about the top 10 quarterbacks of all time and, and who at this moment could eventually maybe get into that list or even sniff the top 20. And if anyone right now, of I would say time. Baker. Yeah. I mean, th- that is, that is very, very true. He, he could have a Heisman. He could have a national championship at this year. The stats he's been able to put up. Yes. Why not? Yes. Why, why not? At the end of the day. I agree. He's gonna, have to, he's gonna have everything there for the resume. I agree. Where do you think Oklahoma falls in the college football playoff poll that comes out on Tuesday evening after this dominating victory over the number six TCU Horn Frogs? Are we gonna give our predictions right now? Or are we gonna yeah, wait till the end? Let's do it. We can do it now. Want to do it right now? Let's do it right now. I've got my seven top seven because I think Georgia. Will be, I think Georgia will get bumped back to number seven. That's what I think. Maybe yeah, Georgia definitely get bumped six back. or seven. Six or seven will be Georgia. Oh, you want to hear my? You want to yes, hear my top please. four right now? Yes. All right. I got my. I got Alabama. Yep. I'm not. I'm not in love with it, but they're undefeated. They're in the SEC. Um, they had a great win on the road against Mississippi State. So I'm going to go with Alabama one. I'm going with Miami number two right now. Really? Going with Miami undefeated ACC. Yeah. yeah. They have been playing lights out these past two weeks. I think they're going to win the ACC at the moment unless Clemson kind of turns it around. Number three, Oklahoma. The only reason they're not number okay. two is because they had that one loss. And then number four for me, Wisconsin. Yep. I got Wisconsin. They're playing great. Their quarterback threw three picks, two two pick sixes, which is the only way Iowa scored this weekend because Iowa could not do anything on offense. A team that routed Ohio State, went in, and Wisconsin completely butchered them, just crushed them. Now, like I said, the only way that Iowa scored was because of two pick sixes. Other than that, Wisconsin dominated the day once again, running the ball and playing great defense. Okay, I like it. I like it. And and of course, you're probably going to be wrong. I kind of feel bad for you. I'll be right, <laughs> as always. Um, and, and I'm going to get a lot of heat for this, but I don't see Miami jumping to number two. I really, really don't. I got Bama one. I got Clemson still at two. And this is the reason because the college football playoff committee wants people so to out. be up in arms. Are we, are we picking what the college committee is going to pick or in our opinion, what the top four are going to pick? I, I was doing, I'm not, I'm doing what I, okay. in my heart, if I'm in the committee, perfect. this is my top four. All right. I'm glad you clarified yes. that. So that was Aaron yes. Murray's top four. That's my top four. Not what I think they're going to pick on Tuesday. Awesome. Well, I am inside the room, right? This is everybody save yourself an hour on Tuesday evening and just check at punt and pass on Twitter and Instagram about seven 30. And you'll be like, damn, Drew is so smart. Like, how does he do it? How does he do it? We got through week. Well, it's a lot of hard work and and a, a little bit of good luck, but put those two things together and good things happen. Here is the top seven that will come out on Tuesday afternoon. One, Bama, obviously. Two, I think they keep Clemson at two. Don't ask me why. I just think they do. Based off of everything that's happened through the rankings, the first two ones, 
I think Clemson says it too. Three, hello, Miami. You deserve it. That's a big jump. That's a five-spot mm-hmm. jump. Welcome to the top three, Miami. Four, Oklahoma. Okay, Oklahoma moves up a spot to four. Five, Wisconsin. Six, Georgia. Seven, Auburn. That's what I think is going to happen. It has no rhyme or reason, but these people have no rhyme or reason. So I, I get it. I'm on the same wavelengths as them. I'm on that no rhyme or reason train. That's me. I'm yeah. there. Top seven. Listen, Bama, Clemson, I, I Miami, like Oklahoma. And two of those teams, a bunch of those teams are going to have to play each other. Auburn's yes. going to have to play Alabama. SEC championship game. Clemson's going to have to play Miami. Yes. So looking at it right now with Notre Dame out of it. Natural selection. It, we've been talking about all this. And, oh, what's going to happen? Two SEC teams and all the craziness. And what we've been saying is, listen, everyone just take a breather. There's a lot of football. There's exactly. a lot of top matchups. It's going to work itself out. Exactly. I don't think anyone's going to get screwed. At the moment, it doesn't look like someone's going to get screwed out of the playoffs. Because it's just it's going to work out perfectly. All right. At the end of the day, teams are going to beat each other. Okay. So I've got one question for you now. If Miami makes it to the ACC championship game undefeated and loses a close game to Clemson, say five overtimes, last second field goal, whatever, do they have a chance to make it to the Final Four? Just like people were saying, Georgia or Alabama could have if they were both undefeated in the SEC championship. It, it, it depends on what's going on around college football. At that point, say say Alabama's undefeated. Say Georgia goes and plays Alabama SEC championship game. Georgia one loss, Alabama no losses. Georgia wins the game, so Georgia's in. I'm taking. I'm still putting a one loss Alabama over a one loss uh, Miami in the yeah. ACC at yeah. the end of day. So it just depends on what's going on in college football. And then you got to talk about the discussion if a two loss Ohio State wins oh, the Big Ten. Do you put them over one loss Miami who lost to Clemson in the ACC championship game? So that's when it gets a little sticky. <laughs> yes, indeed. For me, the way Ohio's, it, Ohio State's so hot and cold. They, they they come out and they play awesome. They kick butt. Then next week they're getting blown out by Iowa. You're just like, what? And then they're getting blown out by Oklahoma. It's just what team are you going to get? You know, I think in the playoffs you want teams that you know are going to be consistent, teams that are going to put on a good show, play hard, make it close competitive football games and Miami's shown that they're going to be consistent and play well in every single game. Ohio state hasn't, you don't know what you're going to get. I mean, look at last year, they went and got blown out by Clemson 31, nothing in the first round of the playoffs. So they're just too hot and cold for me. Yep. Too hot and cold. A lot, a lot's going to happen. And we'll have a bunch to talk about on Thursday's episode of the punt and pass podcast. When the third installment of the college football playoff bowl comes out Tuesday, Evening. All right, last thing we'll touch on before we wrap up this roundup edition. Butch Jones out at Tennessee, finally, I guess. And, the, the I mean, just so classic. Butch Jones reportedly calling recruits today, Sunday, telling them, find a place to go and find it quickly. Do not come to Tennessee. He was calling recruits, sabotaging the recruiting class. Hey, good for everyone else. Probably not the best career move for Butch. But this dude went down in flames. I credit him for that, I guess, to a man. <laughs> like, shoot your shot, bro. Go down swinging. Um, but he's done. It seems like Tennessee has their guy. I would guess Dan Mullen. That's who I guess. Oh, nice. I still think Dan's going to Florida. But you want to go back to recruiting? Four decommits today from Tennessee. I, Four. <laughs> Four. I mean, in one day. On they had, let me name off real quick. Dumpster fire. A, a top 50 receiver. Uh, Taylor, I can't pronounce his first name, Alate Taylor. They had another top receiver, 
four guys. And then that, that four defensive back Tanner Engel, and then defensive end, and then the lineman last week. So they've yeah. had five top recruits commit in a matter of two weeks. Jeez. And you want to talk about all these SEC, other SEC teams just licking their chops right now? Oh like, my God, yeah. Tennessee, it's gonna. I'm telling you what, it's not a it's not a good looking job to look at. No. If I'm Dan Mullen, if I don't go to Florida, I'm not going to Tennessee. Why? It's gonna it's gonna take a long time to build this program back just up. Just get a quarterback. They are in shambles. They's got, they've they got they are in shambles. Talent though. No, come no. on. You're crazy. This recruiting class is done. No, they're done. I'm if I'm him. I would rather stay at Mississippi State. You've built something pretty good. Tennessee is a it's gonna be a four or five year project. All right. If that. If that. All right. I think Mullen goes there. Who do you think is gonna go there? Gruden? Or are you on the Gruden train? I don't know who wants that in the that that demon of aware you know, right now. Who yeah. knows? It's you got less miles, you got um Gosh, Mullen is in there. I don't I just I think if Mullen is the head guy for Florida, I think Florida's gonna yeah. come after him. If he had to pick one or the other, he's going to be a Gator. Yep. All right. Well, there you go. And uh, I'm sure, dude, I'm sure there'll be so many rumors this week, so we will definitely touch on this, the Butch Jones and Tennessee saga, uh, Thursday on week 12 of the Punt and Pass podcast. But to all of our fans and listeners, we have some really exciting stuff coming up for you these last three weeks of the season. Um, some possible live tapings. We're going to let everybody know about that on our social media accounts at Punt and Pass, puntandpass at gmail.com. If you're interested, SEC Championship Game Week is going to be a bunch of fun. We're toying around with maybe doing a show per day. And as you know, Aaron and I can reach into our contact list on our cell phones and get just about anybody you want to hear on the podcast. So shoot us some um, of your requests that you would want to hear. But it's going to be fun, dude. we got some big things cooking here, and we're ready to rock and roll as this 2017 continues to steam on. So, Aaron, you went 2-2 two and two last week against the spread. So did I. Mm. You're 24-21 and 21 against the spread. Pretty good through 11 weeks of football. I'm 23-22, and 22, so just above 500. But it's awesome, man. Probably not the best week for games in Week 12, but we'll be here, and we will serve up exactly what you need to know. Anything else on the way out there, Big Murray? No, man. Just excited for another week. I actually get to call a game in uh, Fenway Park this weekend, oh, and then I turn right awesome. back around. Turn right back around. I'm going to Hawaii for a week, baby. Oh, nice little vacay. Okay. I call the Hawaii game the following Saturday, and then I turn right back around, come back, and it's SEC Championship weekend. So, dude, you are I'm, living. I'm pumped, man. These next three weeks are gonna be a ball for your boy. So, gonna have some fun. You are on the gravy train with biscuit wheels, man. Gravy train, baby. Let's roll. Awesome. Got to get in shape, though, before my Hawaii trip. Got to look good in these pictures. Are you bringing your girlfriend, or what's the situation? Yeah, Sharon, Sharon's oh, coming. Oh, wow. We're doing a little little cleanse this week to make sure uh, we are in bikini and bathing suit attire. Uh, are you posture, bringing, are you bringing some looks. extra luggage, if you know what I mean? Oh, 100%. You know, we're going to have some fun. I mean, like, I mean, <laughs> I mean like, a, like a valuable luggage. What is, well, I don't know what you're talking about over here, Drew. I, think you might. I have no idea what's going on right now. <laughs> okay, I have no yes, idea. Come on. Look Ladies at and gentlemen, that was a phenomenal <laughs> okay, week of the yes. Fun Fast Podcast. There you go. There you go. <laughs> All right. Also, I'm having a baby girl, May 20th. Gender reveal was today. We're having my wife is pregnant, mm-hmm. as I announced last week. And um, pink balloons came out today. So, girl power. Boy, congratulations to you, too. That's pretty awesome, man. Thanks, brother. All right, this was an extended wrap-up edition, Week 11 Roundup of the Punt and Pass podcast. Check back in Thursday. We'll be right here. See you.